Douglas, Tony, El Kukui, Ferguson. Go from here. Dun, dun, dun. Hey guys, Fud Junkie here. As usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there. You can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash FudJunkie2006. So I'm sure as many of you know, Tony the Tiger lost again. This makes his third loss in a row. Of course, he lost to Gaethje. He lost to the new campeon, Charles Oliveira. And then he just recently lost to Benel Dariush. Three losses in a row after going on a 12-fight win streak 37 years old and he's just looked really really bad in those three fights now i know a lot of people on the socials especially were talking about well he's not totally shot and gone like a lot of people are making it out that he is he's just simply being out grappled my issue with that was during his 12 fight win streak even though i said during that time And you can check this, double check this, triple check this, all my social media accounts, what have you, videos are out there, that even though he was winning, the way that he was winning, his type of style, it it just does not produce a long career. It was amazing what he was able to do, actually, in those 12-fight win streak with the amount of damage he took. A lot of those fights he struggled and had to overcome, but he was able to overcome. Now it seems... When he struggles, he's not able to overcome. Specifically when we're talking about the grappling. Well, during that 12-fight win streak, he was on his back. He subbed Kevin Lee off of his back. Going into that 12-fight win streak, fight after fight after fight, as he was winning, what was all the talk about? Habib. Habib versus Tony. Well, everybody knows that Habib's going to wrestle. So why did so many people, including myself, give Tony Ferguson a shot to upset Habib? Because of his grappling off of his back. I mean, come on, guys. Nobody would have given Ferguson a shot in hell at beating Habib if he grappled how he has in his last two fights. There would have been no chance whatsoever he would have been able to beat Habib ever if he was not able to get the guy on top of him off or threaten with submissions or submit people like he did Lee. So I think you've seen a drastic drop in his skill set or at least his ability ability to apply that skill set. And so I'm not taking it as, oh, he's just being out grappled because... Like I said, during the 12-fight win streak, everybody and their brother said, man, Tony could be dangerous off of his back, and that's what you need to be against Habib. And now all of a sudden, it's okay that he's being out-grappled because uh, Benil and Charles are great grapplers. Well, Habib is a great grappler too, so I don't buy that argument. I think he's fading. I think he's fading fast, and a lot of people are going to point to the Justin Gaethje fight as the catalyst that started this entire thing. 
For me, I think it was all of the abuse that he took during his win streak that a lot of people ignore. This is the thing. A lot of people will give you a pass as long as you're winning. But if you're taking so much abuse, fight after fight after fight, even if you're getting your hand raised, it wears on you, it tears on you, and it shortens your career. And now at 37 years old, we're starting to see that. I saw a stat, speaking of Justin, that his uh, UFC record of fighters after suffering a loss to Justin were 4-15 with one no contest. I'll say it again. Fighters that have suffered a loss to Justin have went 4-15 and 15 after losing to Gaethje. Wow. I mean, that's a career ender right there. Like, you don't want to lose to Justin because uh, you might see your career go on the roller coaster ride. So now that we've seen Tony lose three in a row... This was supposed to be his big comeback, switched his team, switched everything up, went with Roach, went with his old teammates, his old coaches, a whole big hoopla about what he had done and how he had gotten his mind right and his body right and and changed up the things that weren't working. And he didn't win one second of one round in the entire fight. It pretty much looked like the Charles fight. And in fact, the little teeny tiny snippets of striking we saw on the feet, I don't think he looked good. I didn't like his footwork. I didn't like his upper body movement. I didn't like his hand speed. To be fair, he's always been very slow. I I posted on socials. He's always been very, very, very slow. He just doesn't look like he's firing on all cylinders to me. He just does not look like his body can do what his mind wants him to do. He looked very very off to me and that's just granted it was just teeny tiny pockets that we could see in the beginning of the rounds where he was trying to box but his hands were non-existent I mean nothing at all was working I know somebody had said well that's probably because he was worried about the takedowns and the grappling but when was Tony ever worried about any of that he was never worried about that He would come at you like a freight train and want you to take him down. Go ahead and try to take him down. That's if you could get him down. And if you could get him down, he was happy to grapple with you. So what's changed? I think everything has changed. The one thing that hasn't changed about Tony Ferguson is his toughness. Amazing toughness. This is two fights in a row where you could say he should have been submitted. But the guy ended up going the distance. Granted... He's easily losing these fights, but he is not a quitter. The guy is a true warrior in every sense of the word. That heel hook that was locked on him, Benil said that he heard it pop, and Tony was like, no, I'm good. But you could see during the fight, he was in agony with the heel hook. I believe that's the same leg that's already had surgery in the past, so that's something to look at. I mean... People were talking about the arm and maybe the arm wasn't right after the Charles fight and he came back and I mean he didn't really throw any punches but it doesn't look like his arm was hanging out of socket or anything so maybe the guy is just the Wolverine and can can fight through these type of injuries but we'll have to see with the leg hopefully nothing's wrong because again he's on the slide 37 years old if there was something wrong with the leg that's pretty much it I mean you would it would be a long hard road back 
And even now, if nothing is wrong with the leg, it's still a long, hard road back because he's literally had no success anywhere. The best success he had was in the Gaethje fight where he hurt Gaethje. And if maybe if there was 10, 20, 30 more seconds left in the round, maybe something happens. He wins that fight. His whole career is different because he doesn't absorb all that damage for the rest of the fight. But it didn't go that way. He did absorb all that damage. I mean, that was a brutal beating, guys. If you didn't see that fight or don't remember it, go back, find it. I mean, that is an absolute beating. That is something that takes years off your fighting career. That that could end your life. Like That was a lot of abuse, and Justin is a very hard puncher. And, of course, Tony is tough, and he took it as long as he could. But, I mean, that could not have been good for his health, for his career, and now you're seeing him. He's just not moving, acting, and being the same Tony Ferguson that everybody knows and loves. He's just not able to perform. And when you've been at the level that he's been at, the 12-fight win streak, fighting the who's who's in the division, you're not going to want to fight, go back and fight you know, some unranked fighter. So he's going to have to prove himself against the best in the division and that's going to be extremely difficult we know charles is the champ i mean you saw how uh charles had to go through adversity with chandler in the first round and almost lost the fight i mean you've got chandler there maybe that's a potential fight the issue there is the grappling right if chandler wanted to wrestle it doesn't seem like Tony would be able to do anything. And that's the problem. Who do you match him up with? I saw a good opinion on social that said, maybe you match him up with just a pure striker. And I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Like at this point, I'm cool with that. Let's see if Tony has anything left in a pure striking match where you don't have to worry about him grappling, which sounds insane because this guy was the guy that could put potentially beat Habib and now we're saying put him in with a beer striker so we don't have to worry about the grappling so he's not going to get laid on for three rounds and let's see how much he has left but if you want to see is he really gone at the top tier level then that's maybe what we have to see as somebody who's willing to stand and trade with Tony so we can see other reflexes there. Are, is he able to let his hands go? Is he able to absorb the punishment that comes back at him? It, is he able to move like he's, you know, like he's trying to move? You can see he was trying to move. It just looked like his feet were stuck in quicksand. Like even his movements were so slow and They've always been unorthodox, and he's never been super fast, but everything just looked like it was slow motion, and even on the ground, like, he's just, he's there, but he's not there. You know, there's no sense of urgency. It's like, he knows what to do. He's strong. He's tough. He's got skills, so he's not getting finished here, but he's just not able to get anything going whatsoever, and so, I mean, I think it's a tough, tough situation for him at this stage of the career at 37 years old and it's like Dana White said you know time catches up to everybody and it's caught up to Tony and and I think that's probably an accurate assessment of what what's happening he's had a long tough career he's taken a lot of abuse he's 37 at 155 pounds you know with the the baddest guys in the division that he's fought or he has to face and what happens here well I think I think the best 
case scenario is we put him in with somebody who is willing to test him on the feet and we see just how much he has left because if he can't compete in a pure striking match, I don't care if it's a top five guy or a top 10 guy. All of these guys are going to have legitimate skills when you're in that type of a ranking. If he can't compete with those type of guys in a pure striking match, then what what's left? Even the biggest Tony Ferguson fan is going to have a, a tough time saying give him XYZ fight because you would have already seen, well, he can't grapple against the best grapplers in the division. If he can't strike with the best strikers in the division, there is literally nothing left for him to do. And then it's it's time to go. It's time to hang him up. I think you're going to see the exact same thing I'm talking about with Tony Ferguson with Donald Cerrone. Dana White's giving him one more fight. They're bringing him down to 55 to see what he can do. It's going to be the same thing. Like, you've got to prove yourself. Now, this can't be some scrub that you pull out of the audience has been drinking for 24 hours. and right. Like It's got to be a legitimate fighter, a legitimate contender, a legitimate guy with legitimate skills to see what you have left. Because if you can't compete against this guy, then it's time to go. And so I have no problem with Tony getting another fight. I don't think you just immediately hang it up right this second because I do have this curiosity. Like, can he strike with a pure striker? Like, from what I've seen, those little bit of snippets of movement and punching and just even the way that uh, he absorbed the punches from Baniel, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. But we would know 100% if they put him in with a legitimate guy with legitimate striking skills. If he's able to overcome that and maybe he's just dealing with something mentally when the when the fight hits the ground. He's having PTSD of all the grappling matches he's lost and, and the painful positions he's been in and all of these things that could affect fighters mentally and he's not able to perform. Or if it's like I think... Overall, his skill level is just not there what it was. He's just not able to put it all together. And I think if you put him in with a legitimate top 10 guy that knows how to strike, you got to give him a little something-something in the gloves, right? Like you can't be just a powder puff that knows how to strike. I think even that could be a problem because his footwork looked off. He looked like really, really super slow. And again, he's always been slow, but he looked super-duper-duper-duper-duper slow. You could be outpointed that way. And he's super tough, so he's probably going to be able to take the shots, but it's how he takes them, right? He took the shots with Gaethje, but look how he took them. Like, you don't usually see Tony get affected like that from shots to the head, but look what happened. So I think if it's a top-tier guy, a top-ten guy that knows how to strike, has tools, understands his way around the octagon, I think personally, you're going to see Tony struggle. I think that lack of speed, which has always been there, 
And I just think his lack of being able to put everything together again, I think there's a disconnect between the brain and the body. And this happens. This happens always in combat sports. When fighters get old, sometimes they get old overnight. And you see what they were able to do, they're no longer able to do it. Sometimes it's a split second, a millisecond. Sometimes it's a lot longer than that. But there's a disconnect between the brain saying do this and the body being able to do that. And you see this as fighters age specifically as they age. This is the the old adage, he got old overnight. He just can't pull the trigger. You've heard this many, many times about fighters. I think that's what we're seeing with Tony Ferguson. I'd be very surprised if they put him in with a good legitimate striker that he's able to overcome. I think the excuses that we're seeing about his inability to perform on the ground, we would see the exact same performance on the feet. I just don't think he can perform at the level that we're used to seeing. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.